look at that two weeks in a row uh, I'll get to this very quickly Jim Cummings is the guest this week he is one of my heroes he wanted to talk a bit about the Smothers Brothers a little bit a bit about Bill Cosby we did that I asked him a lot about his voiceover career uh, he's the voice of Darkwing Duck he's now the voice of Winnie the Pooh he uh, he voice matched Jeremy Irons uh, when he had some trouble singing uh, be prepared in the Lion King well that was, that was kind of a seminal moment for me as a kid because I thought I was gonna be an animator it was it's this was an amazing interview uh, as you as you can tell, as you can hear my voice, I'm incredibly flummoxed. Um, brain farts galore. But uh, Jim, professional that he is, I call him Jim because, well, I've met him once now. Uh, he he really saves the day, uh, as usual, uh, as as Darkwing Duck would. Uh, this is an amazing, just an amazing time for me. I hope it's as amazing to listen to. Uh, it's at the very least uh, great to listen to him do voices, which I did not ask him to do. He did of his own volition. Um, it, was, it was just an amazing time. So enjoy this episode, and thanks for listening. Subscribe if you would, etc., etc. Hey, everybody. Thanks for joining us. This week, I have Jim Cummings with me. Thank you so much for being here. My pleasure. This is amazing. Uh, obviously, no trouble getting here, so, uh, you know. Piece of cake. I, at least I don't have Ain't to apologize to for anything. but to do it. <laughs> um, That's right. Uh, so, you wanted to talk <laughs> about, well, a lot of things. I mean, basically the same stuff that I love to talk about. The Smothers mm -hmm. Brothers, Bill Cosby. I, I mean, still love those guys. Is there is there one comedy album that maybe stuck out as the first time you listened to something and it just really just stuck with you and you had to listen to it on repeat well it was probably it's probably boy i don't i don't know it, it could have been the smothers brothers or bill cosby but they were neck and neck I, yeah i had just about everything that there was I, I mean i knew all about fat albert and old world Her weird herald way before they were cartoon characters yeah 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 so they 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 were guys that I I couldn't believe I didn't live in that magical neighborhood. Right. I wanted to play Buck Buck. I <laughs> wanted to know everything. And, and then the Smothers Brothers. I wanted to have a chicken who could go hiking named Frank. Right. And uh, <laughs> Mom always liked everybody better than me. <laughs> and so I was. These guys were. They were there for me, man. And there was one that I wasn't allowed to listen to. And I want to say it was a guy named Johnny Atlas. And it was oh, okay. something really ridiculous. And then when I got older. Uh, then of course there was, you know, the the great Rudy Ray Moore, who was there mm -hmm. for who, you know, died for our sins probably. Uh -huh. Dolomite, dolomite, liggety split, <laughs> and no, I can't finish that rhyme. <laughs> so yes, got it. Got you know, it's what are you gonna do? I have to assume as a voice actor, you're repeating and repeating and repeating out loud, or no? Am I? Is that? Mistake, my mistake. Uh, what, what the the jokes and all the stuff there? And jokes, I mean, voices. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I was just the, the obnoxious kid that that <laughs> always had something to say, even if he didn't have something to say. Of course, of course. So <laughs> you know, but uh, yeah, I'm digging your collection here. I got to tell you, Jason. I know. I see you got a lot of the goodies here. Some. I mean, I've even forgot the album covers. Mm-hmm. It's kind of amazing. But it's one of those stuff. things that's gone by the wayside. I mean, I have a ton piled in the back in, in, in this closet right now. I just realized I should have brought them out so we could see if there's one in particular. Uh, is, there, is there a Smothers Brother? I mean, you mentioned uh, Live at the Purple Onion was one that you... That one, and I had that one, and I had the one uh, where they were on the cover. Gosh, what were they doing? It was uh, Mom Always Liked You Best. And yeah. Frank, I believe, was on the cover. Uh, right. 
you know, oh yeah, and that one there, that's there the one. Go. There we go. It's there. extra I mean, good. You, I mean, do you Frank the hiking chicken? <laughs> Is do you at all? Do you miss having vinyl, or does it matter to you? You know, I I uh, I still have all my vinyl. Yeah. So. You know, but what I don't have is a turntable. But I, but you know what? That's okay. I can, I can still get that. That's a heck of a lot easier to get than the the records themselves. It's true. It's true. Especially if you want to get them in good shape, because usually, usually they're in a pile somewhere collecting dust. Because people don't really value comedy albums. Yeah. Um, you know, I do. Pull my finger. (laughs) See, there's comedy right there. One hundred percent. We could sell that for a dollar an iTunes. I'll tell you. Yes, indeed. (laughs) Do you? uh, I. I'm trying very hard to avoid the typical questions to ask of a voice actor, so please forgive me. But I'm going to remind anybody oh, out there, if you don't know, uh, you should hate yourself. Uh, but you, you, you're the yes, voice. Yes, by all means. You were the voice of Darkwing Duck? Just step into the <laughs> the danger zone and remove yourself for the rest of us. <laughs> I uh, mean, going back to Transformers, right? That was one of the first uh, yeah. things you did, yeah, right? The, yeah, the very first animated thing I did was a show called The Visionaries. Okay. And uh, it was a howling success. I, we must have made it... <laughs> four or five of them <laughs> and uh no i think we did the f- whole 13 but it was great because jonathan harris was on the show mm-hmm. William, <laughs> and uh peter cullen the the bodacious and nefarious gregarious optimus prime himself mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. great and i mean gosh neil ross bo weaver uh hal rail oh yeah 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 i better shut up because i'm gonna forget a few chris <laughs> lotta he was a transformer okay. god bless his little heart and um Oh gosh, it, it was just great. So the visionaries—that was my very, very first uh, animated thing that I ever did, and then I've done a few since then too. Sure. So it's working out really did, well. Would you, were <laughs> your was your family a comedy family? Like, did they listen to a lot, or was it uh, you getting it yourself? O- only because I was in it. Yeah. They were yeah. forced to. They were basically in the audience once <laughs> I showed up. They were they were a built-in audience. Hey Dad! Hey Dad! You know what? You know, you know. I was like, oh Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ! <laughs> and all the fireside theaters, they were there yeah. too. Phil yeah. Proctor's a buddy of mine. And yeah. All hail Marx and Lenin, mm-hmm. right back there. So, yeah, I'm, uh, it's all good, man. Do you? So, do you remember the first comedy yeah. album you picked up or purchased? I, yeah. Well, I I kind of inherited a few because mm-hmm. uh, my dad liked Bill Cosby okay. and the Smothers Brothers. And I want to say there was a, a guy, Sandy Nelson, okay. that I wasn't allowed to listen to okay. either. <laughs> that was the one that they, they put on when the kids were in bed. Sure. And um, apparently he had a potty mouth, <laughs> come to find out. <laughs> and then, um, you know, later on, as I uh, I kind of grew up and ended up in New Orleans, and all my buddies in the Army, who I, I wasn't in the Army, but they, they turned me on to Dolomite. Okay, yeah. Dolomite, Dolomite. And it was just, it was a... And and I you know I was always a, a musician and a lot of times when I was a kid I, I started playing drums at the age of thirteen mm-hmm. so uh, I, I could say that I was a professional musician at the age of thirteen because mm-hmm. professional equals somebody gave me ten bucks yep yep hundred percent that, that's now I'm a professional uh-huh. I'm no longer an amateur <laughs> no matter how I sounded and um, so I thought that was it and I had died and gone to heaven but yeah. a lot of times I was the only white kid in the band and we go over to to my buddy's house you know the bass player the keyboard player richie turner back in youngstown and we'd bust out his dad's dolomite albums and mm-hmm. then the whole world opened up and yeah. it was i had never heard language like that i had never heard wait he's saying that right out loud everybody can hear him 
He's talking about his whizzer and, and hers and, and what they're going to... Wow! Shima knees! And then you'd be sitting there, Did you hear what he said? Because you have on the headphones because you don't want the parents in. I can't believe he said... Shut the hell up, man. Why? You're yelling. Oh! Oh, oh. You know, so it was bad. You know, and I, I started out as a child. Right? And I, I think Bill Cosby's uh, Noah skit was a little better than Russell Crowe's. Yeah. From what I hear, I'm sticking with Cosby. Yeah. <laughs> did, yeah. Was it? Uh, I mean, do you, did you ever find yourself consciously drawing from any albums that you listened to as a kid, or were you? I mean, were you a TV kid too? You know, I, I think so. I, I kind of almost had to. Um, uh, you know, you know, because certain things just inform your sense of humor, sure. and they blossom, and they're like. Uh, like weeds that they pop up where they in the least place you least expect it and I'm, I'm sure I've weaseled in well mom always liked you best and and um and I know for sure that I I use like Tommy Smothers uh, you you but okay but step wait a second you know like bad to, oh, for a guy who's slightly dim or uh-huh. who has sustained a bit of a head injury uh-huh. and he just couldn't find the syllable word parts of the <laughs> word that you would say and then uh, you know, so uh, you know, it just it just goes in there, and it it uh, sort of leaks yeah. out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. You, but uh, it was interesting to me though. Uh, did you listen to a lot? Of, I mean, you you already said you did listen to Cheech yeah. and Chong, listen to Fire Signs. So you listen oh, yeah. to a lot of sketch. Have you? I oh, mean, yeah. have you done sketch though, or is it just like you pop? I mean, unfortunately, online yeah. does not tell me a lot of how you got into voice. Sure. Yeah. No. I. I. You know, I I did, but it was by accident, and it wasn't. Uh, it was just. You know, I was always in a million plays as a kid, and mm-hmm. when I was in high school, um, I, I joined the speech team uh, because I thought that it would give me credit, mm-hmm. and, and I w- would be one less thing I because I could do that really well, and I didn't have to study, so sure. that got rid of like a math course. <laughs> so that was good. So uh, I would do that, and I would do, in a sense, I guess it was almost like solo sketches because I would do like five or six characters um, for the. I, I remember doing bits of guys and dolls i tried out for the speech team speech team and i thought okay this is boring and if i'm if i enjoy something i'm good at it if i don't enjoy it i don't even care to try 100 percent because i'm you know it's incredibly mature (laughs) and um and so that that's where it landed for me and i I ended up doing that and so i was doing sketch all by myself not Mm -hmm. even knowing that i was preparing for my career downstream of course you know doing the sketches from uh, bits from uh guys and dolls and uh even one green pastures and no time for sergeants and these are all like really old yeah. things that they would let you do in in Catholic school. Mm-hmm. I mean, they were like ancient when I was doing them, and now it's really doubly ancient. And, <laughs> but uh, it was just a lot of fun. And and then uh, you know, within the plays that I was in, I was always um, you know when I was a kid, I I, I didn't want to be the twelve year old prince. I'd rather be the wizard who was in there uh-huh. doing something crazy or the bad guy who was sneaking around and doing. It was just more fun and it was a bigger stretch. Sure. And so, um, you know, uh, combine that with, uh, you know, all the the uh, the shows that I've done over the years. The and a lot of times I I have to say, uh, you know, animation. A lot of times uh, I'm really blessed and honored that I know that I am I am getting hired to, in a sense, punch up the script, if you will. Yeah. Because a lot of times, uh, well, see, I don't ever say what they write anyway. <laughs> so they, I think I finally just beat the industry down. All right, Christ, hire him. 
Well, we'll give him an outline. He'll say he'll come up with something. If we like it, we will keep it. If we don't, we'll just make him say what we said. And so, you know, there was a, a certain element of, a, of the the improv or the sketch, if you will, in that. Yeah. And um, so. Uh, I don't even remember the question, but I started out as a child, not unlike Bill Cosby. <laughs> don't get me wrong, I forgot my question. That's good. I was just enjoying listening to what you're talking. Um, That's good. <laughs> but uh, you know, I did want to ask you about um, when you're. Uh, how do you avoid being? No, no, no. Actually, let's skip that. Let's yes, avoid that God, question yes. entirely. You can know, tell it was a horrible I know, question I as I was starting yes, it. it was, did you make friends over no, comedy as a kid? Uh, make friends over comedy and uh, did you listen to albums together with anybody? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Well, my younger sister Sally and and brother Terry did, and mm-hmm. uh, some of my friends, uh, you know, my friend Kenny and I, uh, mm-hmm. Kenny Papagan, and uh, let's see, Tommy Banna and Danny Essett, different kids. I mean, you know, my cousin Joey Craig. We we would, you know, I, nobody was quite as into it as I was, mm-hmm. but it was me just. Uh, you know, probably being so dim that even though I'd heard the same jokes five times, I still laughed. Yeah. Everybody else heard it. Yeah, that's really funny. Well, you you want to listen to it again? <laughs> it's not going to be funny. I heard it. It's okay. Yeah, that's pretty good. Okay, bye. Well, I had about five or ten more listens in me mm-hmm. yeah. there, and I, and I don't know if it was for timing or you know whatever it was, sure. but I just I just enjoyed it, you know, and it, and it certainly was a, a a you know a release and escape. Sure. And, uh, you know, I could put on the headphones and sit there, and uh, even if it wasn't playing, I didn't. I could pretend that I couldn't hear Mom mm-hmm. tell me to do something. So, <laughs> you know, perfect. it all worked. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, now I'm going to get back to the horrible question. Um, when you're having to, 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 to match somebody's voice, mm-hmm. um, I mean, you're, you're not doing the same thing as an improv. I mean, a, a voice. I mean, how how do you how do you go on? How do you do Winnie the Pooh? Do you, are you going back to Hal Smith? Or are you going back to Sterling Holloway first? Yeah. Well, Hal Hal, uh, you know, bless his heart, he was a good buddy of mine. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Sterling was the um, uh, he was the one that provided the DNA, mm-hmm. so to speak. You know, and Hal uh, he was owl, but I he sort of pinch hit. I guess uh, I often forget that he even did him. Um, mm-hmm. I guess I want to say what was that? Uh, oh, welcome to Pooh Corner, I, mm-hmm. or say, with with the folks in the animatronic things, and they, that's the same company, uh, Left Coast Productions, for whom I uh, did my first series. Mm-hmm. Uh, it wasn't animated per se, but it was it was folks in costumes and uh, with with the uh, animatronic heads and the okay. eyebrows and the lips and the smiles and blah blah blah. And Hal was in that show too, and and that's how I I got to meet him. Okay, and uh, it was I was just like a year and a half in the business and. Uh, they had decided it was time to bring back Winnie the Pooh. He'd been gone for, oh, I don't know, maybe 20, 25, okay, sure. 20 more than that years. Because uh, they just did, oh, what's, Day for Eeyore, blah, 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 Tigger, t- I think like the first three shorts, and that was it. Okay. And they okay. put them together uh, in the early 60s, and I was, you know, I was still a little nipper in the audience. Uh, so uh, I wasn't Pooh then. Mm-hmm. But. Um, but no, I, I, I the the trick was to go back to the very very original, which was was Sterling, mm-hmm. Sterling Holloway, and just kind of clone that, and then go forward from there. And mm-hmm. um, you know, I've since uh, basically ruined Winnie the Pooh by dragging him, <laughs> you know, on skateboards and things. No, I have not. <laughs> but he was great as a yeah, so, well. People he, love that. He was great as a, a zombie Nazi Martian <laughs> biker killer in that one episode. <laughs> you know. 
It was so good. And we won, you know. Oh, right. naturally. So, it's Winnie the Pooh. He yeah. has to win. You know, it, it actually got me uh, re-researching, too, it just, just going back. Uh, there are four English-language Winnie the Poohs, and the original, mm. who did the BBC one, was purportedly, oh, purportedly also the voice of uh, Winston Pink. Churchill. Was it? Oh, really? There's yeah. a rumor. I, I know exactly. Yeah, I know. I've heard that, and and he, he wasn't. I don't know that he was um, the voice of Pooh per se, but mm-hmm. he was a story. He was. I think it was like their official reader of A.A. Okay. A. Milne. Okay. And he would. Uh, they read Pooh went through the hundred acre wood and went over to Piglet's <laughs> house, and Piglet said, "Hello there, Pooh. I I should hope that you will do that. And well, today, oh bother." There was Piglet, and he would literally go with a straight face and never break a smile. And he, that was Piglet. When he went, Piglet said. And I thought, wow, that's interesting. Only Piglet gets a, a, any type of a sing. He didn't vary his voice much. Right. Uh, but I, I had heard it, because, God, it has to be like 15 years ago. Somebody said, did you ever hear this? And there's this guy. Well, meanwhile, back with the hundred acre wood, Piglet went by the house and said, Pooh. Would you like? And I can't. Every time I'm going, why the hell? I mean, does Tigger come by and go boing, or or does Pooh come by and go, oh, oh bother? I mean, I don't know. It yeah. was just so yeah. weird. Yeah. But I don't. Basically, that guy doesn't count as far as I'm concerned. No, 100%, he wasn't doing Hundred percent. He was reading. Anybody can read and go, and that's so. I just did it now. See. <laughs> so I, I'm not lying. But uh, but of course there you know there was uh, Sterling he was the 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 late great and uh, of course Hal Smith is as well and uh, I have to tell you that I people always say well did you meet him did you meet him mm-hmm. no I I never did Sterling Holloway I never mm-hmm. did a, a friend of mine Tony Maderos he was an engineer and toward the end of Sterling's career he had occasion to doing to be doing a um, a spot for uh, oh gosh Pinellas Resort down by Disney World okay. and they thought. It would be fun to use Sterling Holloway because he did a lot uh, different narrations. He was uh, for Peter and the Wolf. It was, was Disney short in the fifties or uh-huh. when I, I'm a forty. I don't know World War II. Oh yeah, he right. was he was a narrator, mm-hmm. um, and uh, he was the stork in Dumbo, yeah. which was I guess World War II. And what else? Uh, a different thing. Cheshire Cat, same. Mm-hmm. All right, you know, and yep. Ka for Jungle Book. So mm-hmm. he. He got around, and he was always the quirky little shop owner. He was in some of the original uh, Superman TV shows, and he was on Andy Griffith, Mayberry, and, and he was a character actor. Yeah. And he was in a Huckleberry Finn, as I recall. The Huckleberry Finn uh, show that I'm going to say Harvey Corman and Tim Conway were, were the... Uh, wow. The, uh, the, the, the con men that... Mm-hmm sort of invaded that one little village and took everybody's money. He was in that. Uh-huh. And uh, he just sounded like that. Yeah. He yeah. just talked that way. And way before I was in the business, when I just moved to California, and my <laughs> wife and I at the time were down in uh, Laguna Beach, and Laguna Niguel, enjoying it, and we stopped at a, a hotel diner to eat and um, thought we were the only people in there. It was like in the mid-afternoon, lunch was over, and the wait- waitress walks across and says to somebody that we cannot see, well, sir, have have you decided what you would like to have now? And we hear this voice. Um, yes, I believe I shall have the chowder. And we looked at each other and I went, We need the poo! And I, and I said, okay. Yeah, and I was cool. And I got up and pretended to get some sugar off the of other course. table. Of course. And I looked over there and he looked like an albino crow. 
bless his heart, <laughs> and, and you know, just sitting there, just as delicate as it, as it could be, and uh, and I, I mean, what a, I was thinking, well, I should go up to him and say, hi. <laughs> Okay, hi. No, really, hi. It's uh, your hi, no, and, and oh, wow. Hi again, some more. I'm gonna leave, and because uh, uh, you know what was I gonna say? I when my little brother uh, uh, Terry, he was he's like nine years younger than me. He was a huge Winnie the Pooh fan okay. from the original movie and uh, way back. And and I would say, you know, Pooh is crap, don't you? Winnie the crap, Winnie the crap. It's actually what you're saying. I don't know if you ever thought about that, because I was so mature. Right. And now I'm Winnie the Pooh, mm-hmm. as opposed to what I told my brother. But I didn't go up to him. I wish I did. I don't. I'm not sure what I would have said. But right. uh, that was. It gets me thinking about character actors. Now it's based so much on look. Uh, mm. I, I, I can't think of too many distinct voices. Maybe I'm being yeah. ignorant of it right now. But yeah. I mean. Him and then specific Pat Buttram is another one that pops oh, out. Yeah. I mean, who, who you were Mr. Douglas? <laughs> yeah, I I spent a, a year with him one day, at, uh, and uh, it was just great. He mm-hmm. he had more stories, and he would just show up and start asking, start going. There was no, there was no. You didn't have to worry about getting him out of his shell. He, we we worked together a couple times in regular animation, and mm-hmm. then we did Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Right. And he said, do you know what give me six good men in a buckboard means and I'll meet you on downtown in the city? I said, no, I have no idea what that... Neither do I. And I must have said that goddamn line ten times with Gene Autry. And I'd say it and the next thing I know I was going off in a buckboard. Nobody knew. And I, I thought, okay. That's good, but he was such a character. Half the stuff I can't even tell you. Um, sure, he, he was very blue. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. He said, "I walked into the sportsman's club and said to the bartender, have you seen Gene Autry?'" And they said, "You're standing on him.'" <laughs> and the only other one, he said, I, I, "I was going through Beverly Hills with Phil Harris, and he was driving his Porsche car." And the police pulled him over and said, Look here, do you know you're going 90 miles an hour through a residential district? And Phil looked at him and said, Yeah, and I'm drunk too. <laughs> so he had that going for him. Oh, crap. Yeah, and oh, he goodness. wasn't imitating anybody. That was him. Mm-hmm. The characters were characters, and that was it. And, and uh, you know, I mean, look at the Disney thing. I, I'm, I re- particularly enjoyed when they cast Pat as. Uh, uh, well, uh, nobody else was all that British, but it was the, for the uh, Disney's uh, Adventures of Robin Hood, the animated. <laughs> yeah. And he was, yeah. I said, you know, when I think of a hard-nosed, boil, hard-boiled British <laughs> constable, I uh, Pat Buttram. <laughs> Let's get that Buttram fellow. What say? It'd be amazing if that turned out to be his real voice. That would have been the yeah. best thing on the planet. Yeah, yeah. I have a couple more questions, but I want to make sure that you're not yeah. going to be late here. You have to leave at 440, right? Something like that, yeah. That's fine, okay. Um, So we already discussed sort of your early favorite albums. Uh, Oh, yes. um, You seem to be able to find something on the wall for ever. Uh, Oh, yeah. You had most of these albums. Um, Is there, I mean, do you miss, well, again, you have them all, but I mean, 
there is a process of do you I mean do you go out of your way to listen to comedy now I mean would you go and buy a comedy album that wasn't on vinyl like online it, it, it there's there's something missing to it for me but yeah. I I get a little too nostalgic about this stuff yeah so. no I'm I'm kind of with you there's there it's really something you know that it's nice to break the cellophane mm -hmm. and to smell the plastic. Mm -hmm. And uh, you know, uh, there, there's another reason. Like the the double albums, you could roll things up in the middle of them, and and the seeds would fall to the bottom. <laughs> from what I'm I understood, I'm told that's what I've been told. Sure. And um, and uh, gosh, I, I you know, I, the last comedy album I think I bought was uh, William F. Buckley. Yeah. Um, maniac. Uh, <laughs> no, honestly, I can't even think of the last one. You know, the 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 vinyl's just been gone for so long, but I still have them. Sure, still got them. Um, do you have? I do. The, this is a very strange thing. It's going to be more revealing about me than it is about the question mm. or about you. Mm -hmm. uh, but I, I do have this memory of there's a song "Dance Boatman Dance" on a Smothers Brothers album that I once used. I just you're talking about listening to stuff over and over again. I used it mm -hmm. in a loop to get through a very difficult hike once. It was a five hour. And, hike. and it was a what? Was it? it? It was a five hour hike, and I listened to "Dance Boatman Dance," and it was I was oh, playing yes. it over my head. That's a crazy person thing to do. But yeah. I mean, have, have you? Do you ever find yourself like a tick remembering? comedy oh sure yeah you know? absolutely uh for some reason i uh, you know because the Smo the smothers brothers were kind of a folk sing they were they were like that 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 folk generation uh which uh, never really worked for me about you come home bill bailey <laughs> no i won't i'm leaving if you sing this song <laughs> and uh but there was that that song that we're up there in alaska north and shivering up with the Eskimo dogs having it, it was so cold. And then mushoringum, 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 durum die, walk for the daddy-o. And I'm going, what in the hell are they saying? There's whiskey in the jar. And all that. And, and one I, I really did like, and it came out, I think it was a response to uh, Big Bad John and uh, Small Sad Sam, uh -huh. which was the knockoff of. Uh, uh, who was uh, Jimmy Dean had Big Bad John, oh, and yeah. it was one of those uh, talk singing cowboy songs uh -huh. that were a big hit and inexplicably. Well, uh, I want to sing a song because well, it, it, it didn't too much, it didn't too well. Mediocre friend, <laughs> mediocre dull friend, and it was uh, I, I that was that one pops into my head for every now and then, and I have no idea why. There is this perceived innocence about them, but there are a couple times when they oh, they break yeah. it. Like he says, oh, sing yeah. along with bitch, and then it just gets passed off. It's just yeah. like, I, and I, yeah. I, that blew my mind. I'm like, what? Old timey people when I was a kid. Yeah. Old timey people could swear. Oh, yeah. You know, it was the weirdest Absolutely. thing. Absolutely. It was the weirdest thing in the world to me. I mean, was there anything, were there any old comedy albums you listened, that you've maybe re-listened to that we, where you realized you, you might have missed something and it was just... It's like holy cow! This this means something more now. I I don't know. Oh gosh! I know what, people do that with music, sort of Beanie and Cecil style. Mm -hmm. What's the Green Witch Island and the, or Green Witch Village and the Hungry Eye Island and all those things? Mm -hmm. Yeah, they. Uh, you know, I I can't really say that I have. Nothing's really jumping out, sure. but uh, but uh, you know, the last one that I'm I realize now it's probably Cheech and Chong were mm -hmm. the last uh, Up in Smoke or you know big bamboo or whichever of those uh they were probably the last comedy albums that i went out and bought yeah and then they ended up on eight track sure and uh 
almost unlistenable you know so uh, <laughs> yeah. uh but that that's probably the last and i see you have foster brooks there he, yes well how great is he you know that mm-hmm. uh, i love it i love it but the- yeah do you have a preference as far as like this old stuff? Because did you did you prefer to listen? Because obviously folk music isn't your thing. Even if it isn't, they're making fun of folk music. Oh, do yeah. you prefer Bob, oh, yeah. uh, Bill Cosby as a storyteller, or do you? Pre- yeah, I, I got to go with Cosby. I mean, yeah. he's he's good because the thing about him, and it even I remember reading this on the back of one of his album. Uh, he doesn't tell jokes. Right. He did never told jokes. He mm-hmm. just sat there and told you stuff yeah. Yeah. that happened to him, and then you ended up in his in his frame of, of reference and then next thing you know you're looking at the world through his eyes and it's pretty damn funny mm-hmm. you know and i and i, I to this day I'll, I'll say you better get into bed because it could be turtle heads <laughs> turtle heads could be coming out from under the bed and if you get down a turtle head might get your toe you know, to my kids, and they're looking at me. Turtle heads, really? Yes. <laughs> so you can't take that chance. Stay in bed. You know, because that was one of his things. You mm-hmm. remember the turtle heads? Yes. It was turtle heads, Johnson. And I, I mean, I, I, I probably had probably Cosby would be my number one mm-hmm. of all time, and the, the Smothers Brothers are right there yeah. behind, yeah. right, right, neck and neck, and. And then Firesign Theater, and it's we're all bozos on this bus, and and I thought it was interesting because I remember in 1970 they came out with uh, an album that was 14 years ahead of its time and uh-huh. a reference to 1984, uh-huh. and I was so damn sharp I got that yeah. at the time, <laughs> and uh, you know and, and you know their stuff is just I I always was nuts about them. Uh, you know, they'd be sitting there at Nick Danger, Third Eye. <laughs> yeah, you just saved me a lot of... Uh, Rocky Rococo. Well, you just saved me a lot of investigative work, half pint. You know, and it was just him telling him his name and... Oh, it's kind of warm. I think I'll sit over here by this crinkly plastic. <laughs> Catherine would roll up a couple of bombers and leave him by the fire. And uh, it's just good stuff, man. Pro- production quality on those is, is the thing that still stands out to me. Them and, yeah. I mean, Cheech and Chong, I, I actually really love the production values on theirs, mm-hmm. but Firesign oh, yeah. just kept it going. Oh, yeah. It's yet to be brought up. Anyway. Now it's a little more like old-timey radio. It's just like, here's yeah. a sound effect, here's a sound effect, boom, get out. Well, when when yeah. anybody does a sketch album, it never happens. Yeah, well, I always said that the Monty Pythons were the British Firesign Theater. Mm-hmm. Sure. And uh, maybe vice versa because i'm pretty sure the fire signs were ahead of them yeah they oh, were yeah. definitely Absolutely. way you know yeah so. and in, in it uh, and i mean obviously they did a lot of stage shows but uh yeah. you know they did they did a lot more work specifically in audio whereas monty python was fortunate like and eh, just take a bunch of sketches off the show put them on an album whereas you know these guys were radio trained oh yeah yeah tell, oh and, and you could tell i mean yeah, this one goes out to Little Sally Ching in uh, Ching. Oh, ooh, sorry, Ching, Ching, Ching in uh, Sector 4. She's 12 years old. Ah, that's great. Sally will be menstruating soon. Le- this is going to go out to the kids of the Natural Guard. All right. You know, and it was just, and, you're, and it was a mile a minute. Did you catch it? Good. Did you miss it? Still good. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, yeah. if you caught it, then good for you. And if not, well, you know, we're, we're moving. You know, and it, they just kept it going. I love them. Love them, man. It's good stuff. Americana, I say. Yes, yes, it is. 
thank you so much for doing being Yay. this. Being this and doing here is what I just said. Um, Good. So I'm not nervous. Anyway. I am. Uh, <laughs> I be did was thankful. <laughs> yes, um, indeed. People yes. can find you on Twitter. Yes, Twitter way. I'm uh, at Jim Cummings Acme. Come to find out. And then you're in everything. Mm. Your voice is just in everything, so that's mm. basically where to find you otherwise. That'd be good, yeah. yeah. That's not 100% true. I just true, heard but you in Skyrim the other would day. Would that it were. Oh, that is true, yeah. All of a sudden, uh, yeah, video games, they're the new... I think they are to NASCAR what... Uh, <laughs> uh, they are to, like, movies what NASCAR <laughs> is to all the other sports. <laughs> the sleeping giant uh -huh. that will eat you if you, oh, yeah. if you, don't, if you mess <laughs> with him. So, yeah. I just like it when I hear a voice actor who is actually doing it right in video games because it used to be 10 mm. years ago it was not good it was yes. a bad state it was a bad state yeah in video games. tom kane uh my buddy he's a blisteringly talented guy and smart as a whip he's a <coughs> excuse me he sent me a link god it has to be like five six years ago but it was the top 10 worst delivery of any lines in any video game <laughs> and he said I, I think I cleared this I'm not any of them and I don't think you are either so please take this and enjoy and it was stuff and it was it was blisteringly you just wanted to shoot yourself yeah. lines like treachery oh no not treachery <laughs> Holy you know, shit. Just shoot me. That's so amazing. yeah, we're coming a, come a little ways now. The writing's getting a little bit. Anything but treachery. It's like, you know, what's that Oscar one? Well, I could resist anything except temptation. <laughs> just shoot me, right? Thank you so much. All right. I'm going to let you go. All right. Thank you again, and everybody, as always, have a good thing. Yes. on vinyl is a production of stolen dress entertainment it is produced by mike warden and is hosted and edited by jason klom our theme song was composed and performed by richard levinson please visit stolendress.com to listen to our other podcasts read our blogs read our tweets watch our videos and read our books please subscribe on itunes and if you like us give us a five-star rating and a nice review you can find us on facebook.com slash comedy on vinyl twitter at comedy on vinyl and find everything else at comedy on vinyl.com 